When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Avengers Assemble! Marvel's premier superhero team has had a long and storied history, from Avengers number one in 1963 all the way through to the property's current billion-dollar film dynasty. Over the course of nearly 60 years, dozens of characters have joined Earth's Mightiest Heroes, both in print and on screen. And now the Great Pop Culture Debate podcast wants to determine the best Avengers team member of all time. I am still willing, ready, and able to get pounded by Thor's hammer. I'm your host, Eric Resniak. Now, please welcome the rest of my panel making up our kooky quartet oh my stars and garters it's kevin dylan eric you know i'm a beast beast do you think that a on his forehead stands for france welcome back mike rappin sweet christmas sweet christmas and finally he knows hell's kitchen even better than daredevil it's michael schwartz yeah i'm sure there's a few holes in the wall that i know better than him a few holes period you know better than him But before we get to the debate, let's go over how this works. We've put up the poll with every character who has ever joined the Avengers that we could think of. That's more than 130 of them, to be exact. Whether that was in comics, movies, TV, or video games, it didn't matter. We had 50 people take the poll, and they picked their favorite characters. We took the top 32 vote-getters, ranked them by popularity, and assigned them to a bracket. Now we argue about it and insult each other, all for your amusement. We're also doing things a little differently for season three onward because you demanded it. We're starting this episode with the Sweet 16 and arguing down to our ultimate winner. Want to hear how we winnow things down from top 32? Become a Patreon supporter and listen to the Patreon-exclusive warm-ups where we work our way through round one. By the way, remember that you can play at home. Head to greatpopculturedebate.com, click on the polls and brackets section, and there you can find the listener bracket for this and every episode of the podcast. Make a copy for yourself fill it in with your own picks, and see how they match up with our panels. So with that said, we're going to move right on to the debates. We're starting off the Sweet 16 with a unanimous victory for our ultimate number one seed, Captain America, the Steve Rogers version, over four seed, The Wasp, the original Janet Van Dyne. Uh, That's a completely understandable decision for me, but I do want to take a moment to discuss the importance of The Wasp to the Avengers overall. We went into this in in the uh, part one a little bit. She was the first woman to join the team. I believe she was the first woman, uh, chairwoman of the team. And she was a major player in the Avengers comics from the 60s all the way through the 90s. She kind of fell off after that. But she's been an absolutely crucial member uh, for decades. And if you remember when they were making Ant-Man, there was in fact an entire... um, Uh, social media campaign that was furious that they weren't using the Janet Van Dyne version of the Wasp in that movie. They were Mm -hmm. creating a completely new one, Hope Van Dyne. And so I just think it's important, while Captain America 100% should be advancing, uh, Janet Van Dyne is a Avengers stalwart, and if anything, I would like to see her kind of regain her prominence in the films again. Uh, Next up, the panel was split between two-seed The Vision and three-seed Black Widow. I will explain why I'm unfazed in my enthusiasm of The Vision, while Michael S. gives me that sting in support of Natasha Romanoff. And Michael, I'm going to have you go first. Well, Black Widow is um, kind of a... 
I, I still look at her as a unique character in the Avengers universe is that she's kind of a reluctant person at times, you know, having her background and how she became who she is. And when you compare her against it, she's one of more of the, uh, I hate to use this word, but normal people that are on the team who just happens to have heightened abilities for her. She mm-hmm. wasn't bitten by a spider. She's not an Asgardian, um, you know, she didn't take some secret serum to make her who she is. She was just, you know, tortured and trained to become the assassin that she was. <laughs> I'm sorry. Much like funny. myself. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, it, it, it's kind of a little unique in that and perspective. Yes, I know there are other characters, including some people in the next bracket that we'll talk about who are like that too. But um, it's she she relies on her skills and what she is to be who she is in there and that kind of gives her a unique place in the the um, avengers pantheon for her now i do understand vision's complete and completeness in this for us as well that vision was like an avenger from the beginning and everything but um i just came down on black widow because of how unique she is in the storylines and who she is as a person are, are, are we are we sure that we're not talking about her real life persona's capability to be married to Colin Jost? I'm just making sure. That <laughs> I mean, she is married to an android in real life, so yeah, it works. So right? it, it yeah. does exactly. work. It does work. It does work. Um, I think actually Black Widow may predate the Vision in terms of her joining does. the Avengers in the comics. Does she? I think she does. I'm I believe she certain. does. She, I believe he, she does too. Yeah. Um, and certainly she predates him in the movies. This is one of those weird instances. I'm, I know I'm supposed to be championing the vision here. So if someone wants to step in, they're welcome to. But I do think, um, I mentioned previously with the Wasp, like she was the first female Avenger in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is one of the rare cases where I'm going to use the MCU logic as opposed to the comic one. Black Widow felt, filled the, the Wasp role in the movies. She's the first female Avenger. She's essential to that team in many different ways. Mm-hmm. I think what they've done with her, with her and the Hulk in, in the second movie was really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think the relationship between her and Clint, which is also in the comics, I mean, that's how she yes. was initially introduced. Um, there's a lot of really interesting stuff with Natasha and they've done a great job with her. I know that uh, Scarlett was not the first pick to play her in the films, but I think she's actually done a really good job with the role. And I'm bummed as a, a film fan that that movie has been sitting on a shelf for like a year plus now. Oh my gosh, We're yeah. recording this in the pandemic by the way um i'm not going to be mad if black widow advances over vision here my points in favor of the vision are that he is an original avengers character in that he was invented for the avengers black widow initially came in over i think she was initially in tales of suspense in iron man and then brought over but um to me the vision also has so many plot lines that are Avengers plot lines that are central to him in a way that Natasha generally doesn't. Natasha has very cool plot lines, but she's typically not having them in Avengers. Um, I'm going to go to Mike and see where are you coming down here? I, you know, I, I, I have a lot of feelings for both of these characters. I mean, I didn't vote vision through in the previous round, but like if I have to pit these two side by side, uh, I love Vision as a character, but when I think of the Avengers, like I know that Vision is a classic character, but not in the not in the Avengers that I've read, which makes mm-hmm. me like it definitely dates me, right? Definitely like makes me feel like a young little baby. Um, but at the same time, like 
Black Widow is an essential part of the Avengers as far as I'm concerned. Like the vision has come and gone and I think his absence hasn't made the Avengers worse. Whereas I think when when Black Widow isn't on the Avengers, they they're missing their much needed assassin. And I know I made that argument about Wolverine in the previous round, too. But like when Wolverine's not there, like I think which is, you know, rare, but like I think that Black Widow, as far as like original Avengers and all that stuff, like she's she's definitely needed. Um, and the vision can come and go. So I'm going to vote for Black Widow. That's that's what it comes down to. I'll also throw this argument. We haven't talked about the Ultimate Universe, but the Ultimate Universe version of the Black Widow is so much more essential to that team than the yes. Ultimate Universe Vision ever was. Yeah. Um, and the Ultimate Universe Vision is wacky. Like it's just wacky. Um, but oh, insane. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Kevin, where are you coming down here? I'm going to go Black Widow. And the reason I'm going to go Black Widow is is for a lot of the reasons that you all have kind of chatted about. And I think the difference that you kind of brought up, Mike, what, it, you know, for me with between her and Wolverine is there is actual story of her on the Avengers. And I think she is a classic Avenger, even though she's not on the original team. She is an Avenger in my mind. And um, it, this is a very hard decision, but I'm going to go Black Widow. Yeah, I think that's honestly the right choice. So I think we're actually unanimous for Black Widow over Vision here. I will say that I will be very curious to see what Marvel does with the Vision after WandaVision is over. Because Mm -hmm. Mike did allude to the fact that while Vision has been on the Avengers again fairly recently, I think it was Uncanny Avengers, not like the core team. Mm -hmm. um, He's been absent from this uh, team for most of the 21st century. Mm -hmm. And I'll be curious with his renowned, with or I should say his newfound fandom with WandaVision if they don't make an effort to make him more essential. So there you go. If I can chime in just really quick, I mean, in the the Vision series that came out that Tom King wrote, though, I think also sparked a lot of life in that character. um, Despite that really weird, awkward pun that I just made, like, yeah, I I was going to let that slide. That uh, I mean, that series, I think, kind of put a different look on that character in a way that I don't think we, we'd seen before. Um, and which to me, any any comic fan that I know, if you say, oh, if you read a, anything with the vision, they say, oh, I've read the vision that Tom King wrote um, with Gabriel Walton on art um, highly recommended. But yeah, I, I think beyond that, he hasn't been an Avengers member for for a long time still. Yeah. Uh, so next up, it was another unanimous victory for one seed Iron Man, the Tony Stark version, over four seed She-Hulk, the Jen Walters version. This is, again, totally the correct decision. Tony, in many ways, is a defining Avenger. But I am really excited, again, to see how Jen's popularity grows once she's introduced into the Marvel Cinematic Universe via Disney+. And I think they've done a brilliant job casting Tatiana Maslany in that show. And uh, if you enjoy WandaVision, I think this is going to be a very, very different take. It's kind of like Ali McBeal meets Godzilla. So I am super thrilled about what's about to come for She-Hulk. Three quarters of us said Wakanda forever to two-seed Black Panther, while Mike R. called on the hoary hosts of Hoggeth to protect his pick, three-seed Doctor Strange. Kevin, explain why T'Challa makes you holla while Mike casts a spell for Doctor Strange. And I'm going to have Kevin go first. Oh, God, Eric, what a great... Oh man, your rhyming is on point. I have to um, say, I'm pathetic, ladies and gentlemen. But you need to get into oh, it. That is, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm, 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 I'm maybe. Um, so, 
I think for me, when it comes to, um, we talked about this in the warm up. Doctor Strange really was not an Avenger until Bendis's run, and while a very well used Avenger and a very interesting Avenger, uh, that was actually, to be honest with you, the first time I read Doctor Strange was in that Avengers run. For me, I uh, explored and found the Avengers, and I talked a little bit about this again in the warm up through Bendis's run, but went back and read old Avengers run. And, you know, Black Panther is an iconic Avengers member. Like, while he's not one of the founding members, he's been an important leadership role on the team. I think he's someone who. Um, he obviously, Wakanda is where vibranium comes from, and that alone is what really powers a good bit of what makes the Avengers who they are. Black Panther is foundational to this team. He brings them their science, their technology in a way that's more peaceful than Tony Stark. Um, <laughs> and, well, maybe peaceful isn't the correct word. Um, less um, militaristic. Less George W. Bush than Tony Stark. It's just I, I think that there's this there's this element that most people will say. You know, I've read Black Panther books. I've read Black Panther stories. Yep, same. I've read Tanahasi Coates's Black Panther. I think it's great. But when you look at um, Black Panther today as a, a member of the Avengers and over the years he really has been a part of this team for a really long time and has made a huge impact. He's probably the, uh, the most senior uh, or the person who's been in a leadership role, the, the black or African-American person who's been in a leadership role more than any other person on this team. And, mm-hmm. and his level of <clears throat> what he brings to the Marvel comics universe from a comics perspective. And again, I I don't want to overly talk about films either the way Michael had mentioned that, but what Black Panther, the film did for the Marvel cinematic universe is, is blows Dr. Strange out of the water. Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch wishes his American accent could get to that place. Um, <laughs> Cause it's terrible. It got better, but it's usually terrible. But there's All right. something about this character that is is so important and powerful. I mean, there's a reason he's called Black Panther. Let's, you right. know, I mean, the, 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 there it, it's he's just one of the most important Marvel characters of all time and one of the most important Avengers of all time. All right. Mike, what do you got for Doctor Strange? I mean, I that find it really, I, yeah, I find it really hard to argue against Black Panther here. Honestly, I think that my choice is a mistake. Uh, I think... <laughs> I, <laughs> hear me out i mean i i was looking at this list and i think that my you know my thought with dr strange is that he brings a side of like he brings an extra element of of mysticism to the team right that you know and, and black panther does too um when you look into some of the the, the deeper readings of, of of black panther's comics um his independent books and and stuff like that where his or solo books but you know when he when black panther comes to the team it's just as a representative it's as a uh like he's part of a committee versus uh doctor strange i think is more part of a team um or he's there to oversee i i think that if I'm really thinking about it, Black Panther is probably the better choice here. I'll just I'm just going to secede here because I don't think that there's a stronger argument against Kevin's Black Panther argument here. 
I, 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 have a joke, I have a joke, and I think it's inappropriate, so I'm going to leave it off the table. Okay. <laughs> we'll put it on the Instagram, folks. Um, yep. I, I would say this, that I think I was thrilled when Bendis brought Doctor Strange into the Avengers, which is, again, crazy to me that he's a like a powerhouse character in the Marvel Universe for decades, had not been an Avenger. He'd been a Defender, um, which is like the the great value version of the Avengers from the 1970s. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't think there has been a great Avengers story written for Doctor Strange yet. And I would urge Marvel to find that because it's there. Whereas there have been many great Black Panther stories written for the Avengers over many different decades. And he's currently leading the team in the current Jason Aaron series. And mm-hmm. to me, it is um, unequivocal that he is the head bitch in charge on that book. And I think they're doing a great job with him. So uh, we are advancing T'Challa there. Then the panel preferred a reality where one seed Scarlet Witch advanced over five seed the Falcon. And so she used her hex powers to will a unanimous victory. There you have it. Uh, Next up, half of our panel had three seed Hulk, the Bruce Banner version, smashing puny Quicksilver, a seven seed. Kevin, explain why the Hulk is the strongest one there is. While I run in place with Quicksilver, I'm going to let Kevin go first. So I think for me, um, Hulk, again, I, I've talked a lot about this. Hulk is an original Avenger. I almost said X-Men. He's not. Um, and I think with regards to that, while you could see Hulk as this one-dimensional um, persona, um, I think there's a complexity that you get to see with him in the Avengers books when it comes to his persona of being both Bruce Banner and Hulk, and what he brings to the team is not only a smash um, as a dom top, but he brings this personality <laughs> that is 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 very interesting and engaging. And there's something about the character that really adds to the dynamic of the team in a way that, um, again, isn't just this one dimensional. He's big and strong and, and there's no personality to him. He's both a genius and he helps, you know, create things for the team that allows them to move forward when it comes to technology and things of that nature. He is, of course, one of the smartest people in the Marvel universe. And and so for me, I think the Hulk as a founding member of the team elevates a lot of what this book is. And I, I you know, I think one of the things that's tough around this, I think it, this is a thing that you could say for both of these characters is both of these folks have not been Avengers for a while. Although, wait, was Quicksilver part of the Unity Squad? Uh, yes, Quicksilver was part of the Unity Squad, and Hulk was a part of the Hickman run. He was an, an right. integral part of the Hickman run, yeah. Right, 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 right. So they have recent runs where they've been integral parts of the Avengers. I think the thing that I will say is that Hulk is an Avenger through and through. And while he isn't, doesn't always seem like he's a team player kind of guy, I think some of the stories that he plays a part in are really integral. Like, for example, and again, this is a recent one, um, but, you know, Civil War II, um, he's an integral part of that. Um, he, he is a part of the team, even though he doesn't seem like he is that guy. I, I, I genuinely think that he is. And he, again... I'm, I guess I'm going to bring up the MCU more than I thought. Um, you know, <laughs> Mark Ruffalo as Hulk really adds a layer to who and how we explore this character in a way that you, you didn't think would happen on film. You know, I think when I thought of 
the other two iterations of this character on, on a film perspective, God help us, Eric Bana, and then Edward Norton, you know, you, you got some depth to him or you got to explore some of what is, what makes him a brilliant character in the comics. But, um, you know, Hulk is a key and clutch member. I mean, they have to, he's so strong. They have to, he, Iron Man has to create a Batman level suit, the Hulk, Buster in order to prevent him from being able to overtake his anger and emotions against thrashing out against his own teammates, mm-hmm. which maybe he is a con, but I, I, I'm I do say think, a con. yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. I fight my friends too, Eric. Whatever. <laughs> yes, I know you do, Kevin. Um, I hear all of that. I actually, so when you look at the number of times he's a founding member, but then I don't think Hulk is on a team literally until the Hickman version. I don't think he's ever on an official lineup again really? until Hickman. I really don't think he is. I think if you go through and you look, I'm trying to think the only possible exception I could think of is at some point during the Peter David's like Professor Hulk run. But I'm almost positive he was not part of the team. Then. Uh, yeah, ble- by all means, go to the go to the records. But the you are correct. And the bloggers are going to be on this one. <laughs> exactly. There's no question that he was still like he would come in and go, but it was typically as an antagonist for the team as opposed to an actual team member. Um, I think like he leaves the team in like issue two or three because he's fighting them. <laughs> like it's just that's who he is. Um, but it is interesting that we have these two up against each other because in some ways they're very similar. Both of them have fought the team numerous times. Neither one of them are really team players. Quicksilver is a dick. And that's one of the things I love so much about him as a character. He is just an an unrepentant douchebag. And I find that as a character so much more interesting than just everybody getting along. He also has had a, a really great arc as an Avenger. You know, he came in as someone who was looking for redemption after being used by a terrorist, frankly. Um, he was a, like, fiercely protective brother. He ended up having the, the, the very complicated marriage with Crystal and the even more complicated divorce with Crystal. Mm-hmm. Then he had the very ugly stuff that happened with House of M and Son of M, which, I mean, you want to get dark. That character goes real dark. Like, he well, but, betrays... But are those... Those are X-Men stories more than Avengers stories, though, right? Um, I would argue that that stuff ends up wrapping into Avengers in particular sure. because he does come back after the Son of M stuff in mm-hmm. the Mighty Avengers run by Dan Slott where it's him and literally like a big part of the plot line is he lies to the world and was like oh that wasn't me that did all those terrible things to you that was a scroll that was playing me and then the humans are like fuck you that was absolutely (laughs) you you douchebag it was and like that's really interesting i think quicksilver he was part of the unity squad um i don't know where he's currently appearing uh he's not in the xbox right now um he's he's kind of nowhere He's MIA right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, but I think there's a lot of really interesting stuff in the comics. In the movies, I think if you're comparing the Hulk MCU versus Quicksilver MCU, it's no contest the Hulk. The Quicksilver that was in Avengers uh, Age of Ultron was not really a character so much as he was a plot device. (laughs) And um, Hulk really has shined in the movies in a way that I was not expecting. When they first announced Ruffalo, I was like, really? But man, they took the Hulk and made him an absolutely critical part of that team for all four Avengers movies. They've done a great job. Um, So I'm going to put it to a vote. Mike, what do you think? Uh, I'm stuck on the idea of, you know, Kevin saying that he would, 
he fights his friends like the Hulk. And then for some reason, what popped into my head was Kevin Buster armor. And I don't think that that's the right thing I should be thinking about right now when I'm trying to decide. <laughs> oh, my. Um, oh, I never I knew. Think you, I think you've got a oh. Halloween costume, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> or do. That being said, I'm still I'm still 100 percent Hulk. I mean, I, I think Pietro Maximoff is really interesting. I love those House of M, Son of M uh, decimation uh, arcs that he had. But ultimately, Hulk is strongest there is and probably my favorite Avenger, hands down. Wow, okay. Eric, can I ask a question? What was the team? It was around the time, it was later. Was it Avengers Academy where Quicksilver was the like faculty member? Do you remember this? I didn't read Avengers Academy. I will, I will confess to that. I think you're right, I, Kevin. I, I read the first issue, and I'll tell you that's why I didn't vote for Quicksilver. Nope. Oh, wow. Okay. okay uh michael where are you on this um so i i'm gonna hulk for two reasons one i think that he brings a complexity to it the whole fight of hulk versus bruce banner personality components that go into that kind of thing which they definitely highlight in the 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 film versions of it um he brings that bruce himself brings a lot to the team and then you have hulk himself who brings everything to the team as well um I'm also going to go with Hulk because I really don't want to see the Wanda Pietro bloodbath in the next round. <laughs> Ooh, I hadn't even thought about that. Oh, That's fascinating. All right. So it sounds like we we are at Hulk uh, progressing. So it's three to one for Hulk. Uh, next up, it's a battle of the Goliaths. Currently, one seed Hawkeye is right on target to take out five seed Hank Pym, with Clint Barton currently getting three quarters of the votes. I will explain why the Avenging Archer should advance, while Kevin gets particular in his argument in favor of Hank Pym. And I'm going to have... I'll go first, actually. Um, so these are both classic Avengers, right? Uh, Hawkeye joined in four. Hank Pym is there from the very beginning as Ant-Man. Um, they've both appeared in the MCU. They've both had incredible actual arcs in Avengers over the year. Both of those, I think they're equal in those respects. For me, Hawkeye has played a more critical role on the team over time um, because he was, first, he was a really great foil to Captain America when he was first brought in. He was constantly challenging his leadership style. Then he grew into his own as a leader, taking over the Great Lakes Avengers and finally the Thunderbolts. And to me, Clint is just a more fully fleshed out character, whereas Hank has had this baggage that he cannot get rid of that has literally dogged him for decades and i don't know how you get rid of it and writers have tried like dan slot did everything he could to rehabilitate hank pym in his mighty avengers run um it's you are never going to get the stench of him hitting the wasp and creating ultron off of him you you right. just can't now that makes him a tragic figure absolutely but does that make him a great avenger I don't think so. So I'm going to pass it to Kevin. Oh, I don't know that I have an argument on this one, Eric. I'm not even going to lie because listen, you said what I was going to say in the beginning. I'm like, look, I know that Hank Pym did. Oh, I don't know how to get around that. There's no getting around what he did to Janet. Like, ah. And I do think that the writer, I, I want to say it was Stern. Roger Stern has said that he subsequently really regretted that. But uh, it's there. It's canon. Like, you can't, you just can't unwrite it. You know, what I'll say about Hank Pym, and, and they've since explored him in, I think, a very interesting way in the Unstoppable Wasp comic. Now, granted, that is not an Avengers comic, but it is where you get to 
learn a little bit more about his character and how and his daughter Nadia Van Nadia um who has taken on uh the wasp mantle and Ben actually ended up being mentored by Janet and, and Hank is not around because I think if I'm not mistaken, Hank is dead in the comics at this moment, correct? Hank has merged with Ultron in the comics. So literally Ultron and Hank are one person. They call him Ultron Pym. So on top of everything else, he's, yeah, he's literally half man, half Ultron. And he has been for years. I haven't read Avengers comics in enough time. Holy smokes. Eric, you know what? I, I honestly don't have an argument at this point because I, I hate to say that in this case, but I, I really do think Hawkeye is the one who probably should advance mostly because he's, even though Hawkeye has his own problems, read Hawkeye Freefall. Um, it's actually really fun um, and, a, and a really great book. He is more of an interesting character to the Avengers and they really did ruin Hank. You are really right. It's actually kind of sad. I mean, and it's probably why they had to create Scott Lang. It's because, exactly why they did. Yes. Yep. That's and why I, the I think, Ant-Man movie is Scott and not Hank. It's exactly why. Hmm. Yep. And Kevin Feige actually is, I guess, you know, this is something I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it in this sense. This is something where I always was like, I don't understand why they just didn't do Hank Pym. I don't get it. And now it, you know, I guess maybe in talking in a group out loud, it makes sense. And other than Michelle Pfeiffer getting to play Janet, which God, give her something to fucking do because she's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, they humanized Hank Pym as much as you can in a film. And and so I, I don't even have an argument. It's definitely Hawkeye. I will also say that I was not mad about them using Scott over Hank because one thing that sets Ant-Man apart from the rest of the movies is a sense of legacy characters. None mm-hmm. of the other ones had that at least prior yep. to Infinity War Endgame. Now that's a thing. But you had like the passing of the mantles from one to another, which I thought was actually really cool. Um, I so t- I need to hear from my mics here. Uh, Michael Schwartz, where are you coming down on this one? Well, what I like about this pair up is it goes back to something I talked about earlier. It's the it's the battle of the the normal humans that, you know, use their abilities or like the suit in the case of, of Hank for this kind of stuff. Um, that it's two normal people up against each other, no extra powers or anything like that. They kind of did these on their own. But I'm very much firmly on board on the Hawkeye here, you know, not just the whole storylines, but you know, Jeremy Renner, woof. <laughs> there you go. And Mike, how about you? I'm I'm hundred percent Clint Barton here. I, I I can't not think of Matt Fraction and David Aha's run, and I know that's not a direct Avengers book, but um, I've loved that character since then. I, everything I read of Hawkeye just makes me excited, and I've never read a book with Hank Pym that I liked. So <laughs> I'll just yeah. say that I'm trying to think. Um, even when they were trying to rehabil- rehabilitate him in Mighty Avengers, I felt st- I still thought he was a prick. So mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, in round two, it's a powerhouse matchup as three seeds Thor goes toe-to-toe with one of the few Avengers who could possibly best him in battle, two-seed Captain Marvel. That's the Carol Danvers version. So I will call down the heavens in support of Thor while Michael S. goes Cree-falling in favor of Carol. Michael, you go first. So I guess the part of it is that while she's not an original Avenger, like Thor is, like back OG team first and everything. I think that Captain Marvel definitely and Carol herself, her storyline brings something to the team. Um, there is also the diversity of having another woman on the team that's there um, that brings it forward. And I like 
where I'm seeing the brackets at the moment. But besides that, I'm not basing my idea my ideas on that. But it's like Thor versus Carol. Um, I think that Carol just brings a little bit more personality. I think that what we talked about with Thor earlier, um, in terms of how he's played in the comics, um, is a little <clears throat> excuse me is a little different um, than the way he's played out in the MCU movies for it. So I. I This one's a a challenge for me. I am going to speak for Carol, but I can be easily swayed for Thor, too, because he's just so critical. But Carol just brings something else, that that personality for it, um, you know, being an early on in the 70s kind of thing, um, part of the storyline for us as well. And then continuing through even to today where she's still a member, I believe. She is. And I will say this. I also can be easily swayed to Carol. This was one where it could have gone either way for me. Um, The fascinating thing about looking at Carol's history as an Avenger, she's only been Captain Marvel for about 10 years now. She was that that's a fairly recent change. Um, Prior to that, she was Miss Marvel. uh, And now Mm -hmm. there's another Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, who's also an Avenger. Um, But Carol was absent from the books for a huge chunk. Mm -hmm. She was not in them at all in the 80s or 90s. She was uh, flying around in space. Her powers and her personality have been stolen by Rogue from the X-Men in Rogue's very first appearance, by the way, Avengers Annual 10. And uh, she was out in space with the Star Jammers as a completely different character called Binary. So, Mm -hmm. um, but when Kurt Busiek took over the book uh, in the late 90s, Uh, He immediately brought Carol back because I think he saw this is the closest Marvel has to a Wonder Woman. And he really worked to elevate her. Um, And so there was a alcoholism storyline that was brought in. Mm -hmm. There were uh, some other issues where I believe there was a, a, a period where she was maybe even afraid of fighting. If, if I'm, if I'm remembering things right. Hmm. Um, You're right. Yeah. Was I, was that a thing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she like she was given a lot of really interesting storylines from Busaic, and then that went on uh, when Bendis started the Mighty Avenger spinoff, and she's been an absolutely essential Avenger ever since. And I think she's one who really has always deserved to have that place on the team, but was sidelined for decades. Thor, I'm I'm supposed to be <laughs> talking about Thor. Thor uh, was absent for a good chunk of those years too. But he was, I think he's always considered an OG Avenger. He's one of the originals. And frankly, the, these book would not exist without him because why did the Avengers come together in the first place to fight Loki? Hmm. Um, and that's in the comics as well as the movie. So I would say he is, um, you can't disentangle Thor from the Avengers, even when Thor himself is not on the Avengers. Uh, and we have had a couple different Thor versions on the Avengers. You had regular Thor. You had the Thunderstrike version of Thor. You had the Jane Foster version of Thor, um, all of whom had actually quite long runs on the book. But I'm going to have to throw it to a vote. Kevin, where are you coming down here? Oh, Ah, you, the the Loki argument, which I didn't make that I should have made, um, is a fa- fascinating argument. I have put in in my bracket. I have Carol moving forward. With that said, to your point, Carol has not been Captain Marvel until recently, technically, and. Some of her Avengers run, including Civil War II, is not great. Um, (laughs) And not great Bob at all. 
Oof, and the, oof, the oof. way she was originally written out of the book, by the way, was also really bad. Like, oh, incredibly really bad. misogynistic. So just heads up yeah. on that. You know what? So, I I think I'm going to switch here. Even though I have Carol going all the way to the final two in this bracket, I think I'm going to go to Thor. Damn. All right, Mike, where are you coming down here? Me. I... I still, I still have to vote for Carol over Thor. I mean, I understand legacy and yada yada yada, but I think as far as who I want to read on the Avengers team, uh, I don't, I don't find Thor to be interesting on a modern Avengers team. Who I do find find interesting to be is, is Carol Danvers, aka Captain Marvel. Um, I, I think she brings like a more a more modern take on military to the team that you know, kind of rivals Captain America's like dated take on the military though, that that shifts depending on the writer. Um, but I think that she, she by, by and large is a more interesting character in the comics um, when it comes to working on a team than Thor. I think Thor is just there as, as just the super, super strong guy that is, he's got this bigger thing going on. And again, it's the same argument that I had against him with Luke Cage is that it doesn't seem like he's team oriented. Whereas Carol Danvers definitely does. Hmm. That's really interesting. So I believe we are currently tied. It's two for Thor, two for Carol, correct? Correct. So the way that the uh, seeds work, in, in, or the way ties work now, is whoever has the highest seed advances, and that's Captain Marvel. So that means it is. Carol is a two seed, and Th- oh, Thor is a three seed. I dig Woo-hoo. it. So you know Carol what? goes for it. It's a, good, it's, a, it's a good call. It's a good call. It is. I think it's a good call here. I'm not mad about it. And uh, again, nope. I think, and I will say this for our, our listeners at home being like this is bullshit (laughs) i think carol has a lot more potential in the future as an avenger and i think she's actually very good in the current jason aaron book and i don't think you're going to get more from thor as an avenger that's just putting that out there so that is it for round two we are going to take a quick break and enjoy some refreshments courtesy of jarvis and we will be right back just like wonder man from the dead Hey, Kate. Hey, Eric. So I heard, and this may be true, that you were actually the Great Pop Culture Debate's very first Patreon subscriber. (gasps) Was I? You were. You're not only a panelist, you're also a founder. Also a founder. I mean, it does give me a feeling of joy to contribute towards high quality podcasts like the Great Pop Culture Debate so that, you know, like I get swag. Yeah. What kind of swag do you get? Um, You get a button. That's the one I signed up for. Is there a tote? I feel like there should be a tote. (laughs) There's not a tote yet, but that's a great idea. I have some other ideas that I'm working on. You get access to things early. You get access to Patreon only little mini-sodes. You get to hear the warm-ups before when everyone's just kind of getting their little sea legs before they get into the main the main attraction and you get season zero you get season zero it's exactly right you will never hear the otherwise folks and there's some great episodes in that which include best madonna single best rupaul's drag race lip sync best uh 90s cartoon and the only way you can hear those is by getting a patreon sponsorship with for as low as two dollars a month then you even get season zero just for that so so thank you very much kate uh we appreciate all of our patreon sponsors and if you do have the interest please go to patreon.com backslash great pop culture debates and support us
Welcome back. That priority alert you from your Avengers ID card means that it's time to get back to the brackets as we enter round three of our best Avengers team member. Uh, we are down to the Elite Eight, and I always like to take a, a step back and take a look at where we stand with this. So we have Captain America versus Black Widow, Iron Man versus Black Panther, Scarlet Witch versus the Hulk, Hawkeye versus Captain Marvel. That was not where I expected us to be, but I can't say that I'm mad with any of those choices. Um, I think it's very telling that all of these are prime Marvel Cinematic Universe characters and are extremely popular now and have been for for quite some time. So uh, I think well done, team. Well done. Uh, We're going to jump right into this. So first matchup is Captain America versus Black Widow. And I'm going to go around the horn for votes. I want to start with Kevin. Where are you coming down here? Captain America, easy. Michael. Yeah, same. It's Captain America. I love Black Widow, but Captain. Mike. I I'm going with Captain America. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I I was I was wavering because I'm looking at my bracket and I'm like, this is all looking too good for me. Maybe I should just fuck up my own bracket. But you know, what? I'm, <laughs> gonna with, I'm just going to go with Captain no. America. Let's that see me a, win. That is a very ultimate universe Natasha Romanoff play, and so <laughs> I appreciate that where you're coming from. All right, so Mike it's, it's a unanimous about to eat the head off the wasp. Uh, for us. Oh God! Let's no oh, God. I I won't. I won't go there. Ugh. Uh, next, it's Iron Man versus Black Panther, and I want to start with Mike. Where are you coming down? I I'm very torn here. I I mean I had I had my brackets ruined in this in this area, but I I think if I have to really think about it, I really have to go with Black Panther here. I think more interesting character. He works better on the team, and Iron Man just I've never read an interesting Iron Man story. I I just I can't get away from that. Interesting. I will say I've read many really interesting Iron Man stories, so I can give you some yeah. tips at some. I mean, point the only want. one that I can think of is Extremis, but that's that's about it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we'll it, talk after the show. We'll talk. We'll we'll we'll, we'll kiki. Uh, Michael, where are you coming down here? Yeah, I'm I'm torn here too. Uh, it, it's very hard for me to choose between Iron Man and Black Panther for this one. But I think that in a very more traditional sense of it, I, I got to vote for Iron Man in this one. Okay, Kevin. I also have to go with Iron Man. I think it just. There are so many elements from beginning to end, like from the beginning, obviously as a founding member, all the way through the Bendis run and all of what he did to, you know, what Bendis did to bring Iron Man as a leader into that team was really fascinating and how it, it evolves throughout his whole run. Iron Man is a very crucial character in, in his Avengers and in his relaunch, it has to be Iron Man. And I'm, I'm going to vote for Iron Man here, too. I mean, uh, yes, that's all true about what uh, Bendis did. And in fact, he's amazing in the Hickman run, uh, although, frankly, so is T'Challa. The, the whole new Avengers, the Illuminati book was much more interesting than the traditional Avengers book to me. And both of them were excellent in that. Um, but you wouldn't have the Avengers without Iron Man either. He was bankrolling it, literally, like the Tony Maria Stark Foundation. It's it's their former mansion. Uh, you have Avengers Tower. That's him, too. Like, all, he is the money behind it. But beyond that, Iron Man has been a ver- involved with almost every version of the Avengers since, well, definitely since the inception. But I think there's been an Iron Man on almost every single major iteration of that team. And so that's not true for Black Panther. But I will say that in the current book, Black Panther's taking over the bankrolling role in, in Avengers. And I think maybe, you know, in 10, 20 years, T'Challa could be 
now that level that the Iron Man historically has been. So are you going to be mad if we move Iron Man forward there, Mike? Absolutely, but go for it. Perfect. That, that's all I hear. Uh, next up, it's, it's Scarlet Witch. I'm You're furious, furious now. It's fine. Nick Furious. Uh, it's Scarlet Witch versus the Hulk. And I want to start with Kevin. Hulk or Scarlet Witch? Eric, you can't use your hex powers on me at all or manipulate a world. I can and will. No, I'm a bitch, not a witch. Uh, fine. I choose Scarlet Witch. I No. But yeah, Scarlet Witch, hands down. Great. Mike, how about you? Um, I mean, I love Wanda Maximoff, but I mean, Hulk is strongest there is. So got to go with Hulk. You guys are mad. All right, Michael. Uh, this one's hard for me because like when we were doing the previous round, I didn't want to put Wanda and Pietro against each other. But so we ended up with Wanda versus Bruce here. And that storyline, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm going to go with Mike and be with the Hulk on this one. You guys are maniacs. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so here's where it stands. Here's where it stands. Um, I think you can make an argument for Hulk here only if you were looking at the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because the Hulk is an instrumental part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, well, right? Okay. He's he's in all the Avengers movies. He's he's critical to three and four. Um, but beyond that, if you're looking strictly at the comic books. The Hulk is barely a member of the Avengers. Like he literally is not on a team from like issue three until like the Hickman Avengers in the 2010s. Literally, he's not ever on a team in between. If anything, he's constantly fighting the team. Um, he, but I think you could also say that he's in a bunch of the the cartoon properties. Certainly, he's part of the video games. Um, if we're looking at this holistically in all of them, I think you could make a, a case for Hulk. He is an original Avenger. If we're talking about longstanding members in the comics, I have to go with Scarlet Witch. But I kind of think that leaves us – well, it does leave us with a tie, right? And I it believe does. Scarlet Witch is a higher seed. Yes. But when we get to the Elite Eights, I don't like to go to tiebreakers. So I would be willing to switch my vote to Hulk here in the interest no. of going to tie. I know. And you <laughs> that's my argument why, Kevin. That's my argument no. why. Also, so we my- could argue – go ahead. Go ahead. My argument is that when it comes to great Avengers stories, Wanda Maximoff is at the center of some of the best stories. And she creates, she is, she, while she is someone like the Hulk who can be an antagonist to the team, she also is one of the most powerful members of the team. She's led members of the team. Wasn't she also on the Unity Squad, Eric, if I'm not mistaken? Correct. She absolutely was one of the uh, primary members of the Unity Squad when it started, and that was like the the Wanda Maximoff rehabilitation project after House of M. <laughs> yep. And and House of M, in and of itself, obviously it's it's an um, it's a storyline that centers in in many large parts around mutants. But Wanda's role as an Avenger is 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 crucial. I think. I think she, like Eric said, is one of the most longstanding team members on the Avengers. She is one of the most powerful Avengers. And I'm going to say this, we need more ladies on the Avengers represented as we move forward. Just going to say it. And she is one of the heart and soul team members of this team um, in the comic books. The other thing, if we're going film, yeah, I'll go Hulk. But I mean, again, if we're going film and TV, WandaVision folks, it is literally the best thing that one of the best things that Marvel has done. 
for sure. It's certainly one of the most interesting things. I do want to rebuff the argument about Wanda being central to a bunch of comic plot lines. She has, but she's usually the villain in them. When you actually look back, most of the Wanda-centric storylines, she has gone crazy and is trying to kill the team. I'm not just talking about Avengers Disassemble. I'm talking about in the Avengers West Coast saga where uh, the vision gets redone. I'm talking about like the original Mount Wondegore storyline where she's taken over by Cthulhu, which when people were bitching that Disassembled was out of character for Wanda, Wanda goes crazy a lot. Wanda is constantly turning evil and trying to kill the Avengers. Like it's a recurring plot thread for her. Um, So yes, she is a critical Avenger and she has been central to a lot of storylines, usually because she's trying to kill people. And she has successfully killed at least like four Avengers. Um, So (laughs) where are you standing? Are you still with with, uh, Wanda on this, Kevin? I am not moving because she deserves to move forward. I am willing to switch to Hulk in the overarching meta looking at it. He is critical to the founding of the Avengers. And if you're looking at the ancillary properties, he is always there. And Wanda sometimes is not. Uh, Mike and Mike, I I want you guys to weigh in here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm going to stay where I am and stick with the Hulk. I, I agree oh, that like when Mike, okay, <laughs> we, we can talk about this on Sunday over mimosas, but I'm sticking with the Hulk and, and Mike are. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like when I think Avengers, I think Hulk and maybe that's an influence from the cinematic universe. Uh, but also like, I don't know. I feel like, Every every piece of merchandise, every television show, like the Hulk is is always involved. Whereas the you know the Scarlet Witch necess- isn't isn't necessarily involved. I mean, that being said, there there's a lot of history, and I understand that. But I I still see Hulk as the as the more iconic Avenger if we put them up side by side. So I'm I'm sticking with the Hulk. So that's three to one for Hulk, Kevin. I'm sorry. And you can all I tell mean, me Wanda, that I'm wrong. Wanda also saved the Avengers by creating a pocket universe with Franklin when Onslaught came about. But whatever, yeah. folks. I mean, Fair. are we really Onslaught like a good storyline that we should defend right now? I don't know. <laughs> but it's, I like Onslaught, but... It wouldn't be a podcast if Kevin wasn't bitter about something. (laughs) Whatever. Let's get rid of women and go for the man who's never on any Avengers teams. Fine. (laughs) In that pocket of in universe that she creates for Heroes Reborn, I'd like to think that Wanda advanced in round in round three. (laughs) (laughs) That's in that reality. Um, In this one, it's the Hulk. And up next, speaking of women, we have one more woman in this bracket, and that's Hawkeye versus Captain Marvel. So I'm going to go and I want to start with Mike R. First, who are you voting for here? I, you know, I think in my original bracket, I think I had Clint going a little bit farther here, but we made some really interesting discussions on this episode about Carol Danvers. And I I definitely, I think I'm going to have to vote Carol Danvers. I mean, everything said so far, I think she is a better Avengers member. I think she's more iconic. And honestly, I think she brings more to the team than whiny boy. I've got blonde hair and oh my gosh, I've made so many bad decisions in my life. Clint Barton. So um, Carol Danvers all the way. That is a read. That is a Hawkeye read right there. <laughs> I'll be honest about it. Uh, all right, uh, Kevin. 
Oh, Carol Danvers. Okay, and Michael. Yeah, this is a Captain Marvel, no doubt. Okay, um, I think historically Hawkeye is more important to the team, but I think mm-hmm. in terms of where we are right now, Hawkeye is not. I mean, the last Avengers team I can even remember Hawkeye being on in the comics was that weird um, U.S. Avengers one, but he hasn't actually been active on a main Avengers team. I feel like in a hot minute. So, well, I guess Hickman's sure. run. Um, sure. But that said. I'll go with Captain Marvel too. And that gives us a final four of Captain America versus Iron Man. Ouch. And Hulk versus Captain Marvel. So I'm going to start Captain America versus Iron Man. Michael Schwartz, who are you going with? Oh God, I've been dreading this one coming up um, kind of stuff. In in the end, I think that I'm going to go with what everybody else I think is going to go with here too. But you can't really be an Avengers without there being a Captain America there as far as I'm concerned. So... I know that he has his falling outs at times um, and everything, but yeah, Captain America for me. Bold. Uh, Kevin? Like in Civil War One, I'm going to be on the right side of history with Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. And Mike R. You know, I'm frustrated because I had Black Panther, I think, going a little bit farther here. So, uh, I mean, really, if I have to pick uh, the the lesser of, of two, I guess, just like standard Avengers, if I have to pick it, um, I'm going to go with Captain America. He's by far the better and more interesting character um, and better Avenger overall. Um, I'm outnumbered here. I actually would go for Tony Stark here and I would gasp. counter. I gasp. Clutch your pearls. Um, number one. <laughs> I will always go for a fuck boy. Uh, and you I knew that's that what you were going to say. You want. Um, number two, uh, I would counter Michael S.'s argument in that Cap was not even a founding Avenger. Tony was. And without Tony, Captain America would never have been brought back from the ice in issue four of the original <laughs> Avengers. But – that being said, uh, I think from an emblematic perspective, Tony may be bankrolling the team and may be the reason that it exists, but Cap is the heart and soul of that team and has been for many, many years. And may, I think you could make the argument that many different Captain Americas have coming on and all of them are that nucleus that hold the team together. Um, so I'm fine with moving Captain America to the final two. I think it's appropriate. I do think Iron Man kind of a little bit's getting shafted here, but mm, he likes it's- the shaft. It's the final so, four. Somebody's going to get shafted here. I'm not sitting. I don't think any of us are saying that Iron Man is unworthy, no. but that Captain America deserves to be here more. For, for sure. sure. He is America's ass. All right. So yes. next we, up. We finally got to say it. We finally did. <laughs> finally, it's Hulk versus Captain Marvel. And let's see how this goes down because you all have pushed him way farther in this bracket than I ever would have imagined. I want to start with Kevin. Um. This is tough because I don't think I would pick either to move forward. My final person was Scarlet Witch. Um, In this side of the bracket. Oh, man. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go Captain Marvel because. uh, Come back. Mm. All right. I'm going to back to you. Come back to me. Come back to me. Michael, Michael S. Uh, see, this is what I knew was going to happen. You were going to pass to me and I would have to make a decision. Um, <laughs> I hate you, Kevin. Um, Welcome. <laughs> let's see. Um, God, it, it's hard. Um, That's what I, 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 I Enough mean, about your personal life, all right? Okay. Okay. 
we have conversations to have on Sunday. Um, but no, I think that I didn't actually have Carol go this far when I did my bracket, but um, I, I definitely, yeah, I'm going to go with Captain Marvel on this one. I just, I'm just feeling that they're both kind of have had their issues being in and out of the team and everything. But I definitely think that I see Captain Marvel more of it as an Avenger. Despite like despite everything that happens in the MCU with all of this and everything, we don't see Captain Marvel till the end. But no, I think that Captain Marvel deserves that spot in the finals. Okay, Mike S. Mike R. Sorry. Yeah, uh, you know I I have Hulk going all the way here, so my gut says just vote for him. But the other part of me is frustrated that Beast didn't make it all the way, and I kind of <laughs> want to see Captain versus Captain here. <laughs> So uh, I'm voting. I'm voting Captain Marvel uh, against my own bracket. Incredible! I love it. I That's love a that. plot twist. I love uh, that. Kevin, I need you to come in here. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Captain Marvel, and I think I'm going to go Captain Marvel because even though she is technically Miss Marvel when I first started reading her, it is the character of Carol Danvers, and as Carol Danvers, whether it be Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel. She's definitely a leader on the team. She represents, I remember it was Mighty Avengers when she came back in Bendis' run. Mm -hmm, Correct. Um, And, you know, I had not read much of her before, um, but I went back because I really liked the way Bendis wrote her. I thought she was really interesting. Um, And I obviously knew about her through the Rogue stuff, and I read that storyline and other Avengers storylines Um, And and I like the direction that they've taken with her, with the team. I think, I think she does represent the future of the Avengers. Uh, She is one of the the characters that represents the future of the Avengers in many ways. Um, And I would say in large part, that's partly due to Brie Larson. She does a great job playing her in the films. And um, that movie was fun. That movie was really fun. And um, I, I am going to go Captain Marvel too. Yeah, um, I. it's funny because even before you said it, my argument here, I wouldn't put either two in this position, but um, over the Hulk, I'm going to pick her. And it's because I agree she is the future of the Avengers to me more than the yep. Hulk is. Um, yep. the, and I, I've made my arguments as to why the Hulk, while a, clearly a critical ingredient to the Avengers at multiple points of its career um, and in the cinematic universe, um, I don't know what the for the future looks like for the Hulk. I'm currently in the middle sidebar of reading the immortal Hulk run right now by oh Al my. Ewing, which is incredible. Oh if my. you have not read it, Inc- are you reading it, Mike? I love that. It's like one of my favorite Marvel books, hands down. I mean, over m- most of the X books that are coming out. So yeah, I love that book to death. It's amazing. And it really makes the Hulk a far darker character than I've ever thought of him. So I don't think of any good thing involving the Hulk and future right now. Um, and that's why I'm going to go for Captain Marvel here. Do I think that her history thus far puts her in the final two? I don't, but I think there's a lot of potential there. And um, I think she's just going to be as important or more important in the Marvel universe going forward, including the Avengers franchise. So mm-hmm. a final two, uh, a captain versus captain matchup, by Mike R's design. Uh, we have America versus Marvel. And I want to start with Michael S. Which one are you picking here? Oh, I'm pulling a Kevin and passing right now. Oh, oh you're the worst. Uh, Kevin, I can't have you pass on this one. I need you to give me I one. won't. I, I am Dick Captain now. Um, I had to. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Captain Phillips. Um, 
Uh, I'm going Captain America. It's a cliche answer, but it is, it is, it was my final answer. It's where I ended up with my bracket. I think when it comes to the best Avenger and the heart and soul, you said it best in the last round, Eric, every, every team for the most part has some version of Captain America, whether it be Bucky, Sam Wilson, or Steve. And obviously we're talking about Steve here, but Captain America is crucial to the Avengers. Or U.S. agent, who has also had very long runs or in the US Avengers as well. Yep. Uh, Mike R. I, I think I'm going to go with Captain Marvel, if only because of what you said, Eric. Like, she is the future of what the Avengers are. And I mean, Captain America will always be there. You know, um, I guess you're his super soldier serum is going to keep him alive forever. But, you know, I think if, if we're talking about, you know, in the future, like what the Avengers look like and passing the torch and all that stuff, I think Captain Marvel is that. Like, she is the, she's a combination of on the ground, like, you know, global, I guess, earth oriented issues as well as like larger universe scoping um, issues. So I think like she can handle anything. And I think that she definitely represents like the future in terms of what people want in the comics. And honestly, like just she's not overplayed like Captain Marvel or Captain America. So I'm, I'm voting Carol. Wow. This is bold. I love this. If it was obvious, it would be a boring podcast, right? Michael S. <laughs> so, um, okay. I think that the one thing I, I am very happy to see Captain Marvel in, in the final two here. It was nice that we got to the final four and it there was some diversity there. It wasn't all just white slash green guys in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the end, I think that there were a lot of arguments for Car- Carol Danvers, and there, but there were a lot of arguments against her too as we moved her across the bracket too that we came up to against a couple of things when we did it. But as we moved Captain America along, it was pretty steady the whole time because I think we all recognize like how crucial Captain America, especially Steve Rogers is to the Avengers as a whole. You know, he may not have been a founding Avenger, but for so many years and decades and everything, he's always people think of him as the Avenger when you, when it comes down to it. So I'm voting Captain America. I, I have a very similar feeling towards it, Michael. Um, and specifically, when you you're looking like the spine of the Avengers as a uh, whether it's comics, whether it is in video games, whether it is in the films, um, Captain America is always present, and he he really is the backbone of that team in many ways. Tony may be the Flash and the money and, and all that stuff, and certainly there's been a lot of other critical members, but. Um, Every time Steve Rogers gets written out of that book, whether it is he is um, de-aged or excuse me, he's aged to his appropriate age or he uh, loses his powers or he uh, is sent back in time or whatever, they always bring him back in. Um, And it's happened countless times because he is crucial, I think, to that team's identity in a way that very few other characters are. I think Thor and Iron Man are the two parts of that that trinity, Mm -hmm. but They've both been gone for significant periods of time, and I don't know the longest stretch of an Avengers book in which a Captain America has not been in there for more than like 20 issues of of any core Avengers book. I feel like like even with Disassembled, they wrote out Thor for a while. Iron Man and Cap were still there. And then, you know, Iron Man did Civil War. So I think, um, I agree. I mean, I said, I I do believe that 
Carol has the potential to become the next kind of iteration of Captain America. But I think Captain America has the the potential to also become the next iteration of Captain America. When you look at future versions of the Avengers, typically, whether it's American Dream, who's Cap's own kid, whether it's Luke Cage and Jessica Jones's daughter, who's become the new Captain America, like there's typically a Captain America there who's carrying on that identity and continues what it means to be an Avenger. Um, so for me, it, it's it's Cap. Um, and, no, and no disrespect to Carol, she's amazing. And I think she does bring an essential point of view to this franchise. So that's three to one. Mike, are you going to be are you able to live with the fact that it's Captain America? I, you know, I, I can't be upset. This is a great matchup. So, I mean, really, I feel like we all win. Um, however, <laughs> uh, how dare you, Eric? How dare you get me get me all convinced to vote for Captain Marvel and then ch- then change your mind suddenly? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's yeah. This is great. I'm fine. I'm sticking with Captain Marvel. I'm not changing my vote, but you know, I'm not I'm not upset about this this upset. No problem. So there you have it, folks. Our pick for the best Avengers team member of all time is Captain America, Steve Rogers. Do you agree? Do you think that our brains are addled after a brutal run-in with the Masters of Evil? Tell us how you really feel by leaving a comment on this episode at greatpopculturedebate.com or find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. While you're there, make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast so you can hear about what new debates are coming soon, vote in open polls, and even decide which topics we tackle next. That's right, you have the power, so wield it with responsibility true believers. I want to say thank you to my panel. You will always make my superhero team roster. And thank you for listening. If you loved what you heard, please consider supporting us on Patreon, where you can find even more exclusive content, including our episode devoted to the best X-Men team member, which I suspect you'll like that if you enjoyed this. I also want to give a shout out to you, Awkward the Turtle, on the R Avengers subreddit. Uh, he gave us permission to post our poll there, and he was a pretty swell guy. So thank you very much. Have a good one. And remember, everyone is entitled to their wrong opinion. Now let's all talk shit about Wonder Man's awful fashion sense.